Percy, our nation's constitution affords us the right to the freedom of speech, but what does God's kingdom provide to us about our freedom to speak from a spiritual perspective? <laughs> well, Wayne, we are told by God himself that we have the right to speak to our mountains and declare his plans, his purposes, and his potential in our lives that includes hope, peace, and a future. And today we're going to hear from a woman who learned how to release the power of her words while battling cancer, and not only for herself, but also for others around her. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Our spiritual nugget today is found in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 12, and then we'll read verse 17, and it says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, liberty to speak and liberty to declare what God has said to us and about us. So our theme this week is lowering the wall of silence. And you'll learn more about that as we go along here. Stick with us now for health, hope and inspiration. Our question of the week, how did the power of speaking about your cancer help you or others. Would you take a few moments? It really means a lot to us when you respond. It helps build community as people all over the country and really many parts of the world are listening to this podcast. So the question is, how did the power of speaking about your cancer help you or others? Now, if you'd like to respond, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, all they have to do is click on connect there at the website and a drop-down menu gives them a chance to answer the question. Yes, sir. And it'll afford them the ability to put it right there. So we want to hear from you as we build community and as we embrace community and as we strengthen community, share your responses as soon as you can. Percy, we'll talk with our guest here in just a moment. You know, a previous question that we asked here on the program generated responses from our listeners. So thank you for responding. But that question that particular week was, what was something you learned during your cancer journey? And you've chosen uh, one of the many responses we got. You want to share that now? Yep. This response is from Mobile, Alabama, and it states, even though I am a follower of Jesus the Christ, while going through cancer, God has been real and so close when needed. I still am amazed at his goodness. My mind is too small to take in all God is to us. His loving kindness endures forever. Praise God. I thank God for this program. Oh, it's our joy to provide this to you each week. And thank you for subscribing. Thank you for passing the word along about health, hope, and inspiration. Maybe use your uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter accounts to tell others that you listen and enjoy the podcast and where they can find it, wherever you get your podcast. Health, hope, and inspiration. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life, 
by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. I look forward to hearing from our guests today, so let's join Percy in conversation now with today's guest on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I am excited today. With me on the show is Shireen Rutherford, who is uh, an active cancer patient, still treating, uh, treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and was diagnosed May of 2018. And today we want to hear her story. Welcome to the show, Shireen. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Percy. Good. It's good to have you. As stated in the opening, you are still an active cancer patient. Let's uh, first and foremost uh, uh, let the audience know what type of cancer is it that you are currently uh, addressing? Um, I have neuroendocrine cancer, mm. carcinoma. Okay. And so uh, with that uh, diagnosis, obviously, you are now working through your clinical care and treatment. Uh, I always ask every cancer patient this, and uh, I'd be interested to hear your response if you're comfortable, and that is uh, going back to the day that you were told that you had cancer, uh, where were you and how did you feel? Um, confused. I was very confused because I was in the hospital for at least two weeks. Um, the doctors were trying to tell me that I didn't have cancer. Um, and when I was told that I had cancer that day, um, I was alone and I was very angry because I wanted my family to be there with me mm. if that would, you know, would come about. Sure. But that wasn't the case. Um, I was just distraught. Yeah. Um, the feelings were just, I had so many emotions and didn't have no one to share it with right. except the nurses and the doctors. Yeah. So, so it was a tough day. It, it was, was a very tough day. It was a tough day. And um, as a recently diagnosed cancer patient myself, um, uh, early stage colon cancer, I certainly can appreciate, uh, you know, that feeling because obviously needing and desiring to have some support and someone with you in a moment like that is pretty important. There's no question about that. And obviously you've been able to move through that. You did. You're, you're progressing now. You're, you're treating, um, how, without going into any real deep, you know, detailed clinical, um, information, how, how is your treatment going at this point? How are you doing? Um, my treatment is going very well. Um, I'm, I'm having a lot of progress. Good, 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 good. And, um, chemotherapy, radiation, what type of treatment are you, you, you receiving right now? At first I was on, I was taking chemo. Okay. Um, and now I'm not, I'm doing immunotherapy. Okay. So you're doing immunotherapy and of course, immunotherapy now has become, uh, one of the, uh, kind of newer, uh, focuses, uh, in treatment of cancer that, that uh, the healthcare community is very excited about the promise of immunotherapy. So uh, we continue to pray that that'll be uh, very efficient and effective for your journey as well. Uh, having said that, um, how important, because you mentioned uh, the desire initially when you were diagnosed of 
uh, or the lack of the fact that you didn't have family or friends near you at the time that you were diagnosed. So I would assume, as is the case for probably all cancer patients, I don't know any cancer patient personally that has survived uh, a, a bout of cancer or a journey of cancer who did that alone, that had someone with them, a, a community, a tribe, a, you know, their congregation, et cetera. How important has your support system been for you? It's been absolutely and very important to me um, uh, because without my family and God, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you're right. With that being said, uh, how did your family initially respond? Because obviously at some point you had to tell them that, you know, you had cancer. How did how did that day go? If you don't mind that me asking. That day didn't go very well. OK. OK. A lot of emotions. Yeah. A lot of fear of the unknown yeah. because they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what neuroendocrine cancer was. Yeah, I would imagine the average person doesn't. Right. It's a rare form of cancer. OK. Um, they were scared in. The first thing they wanted to do was get answers. What can we do to help you, Mom? Okay. Or, or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. so obviously they yeah we wanted them to become you know engaged and let's move forward and and you did that obviously and somewhere along the the time continuum you found your way to Cancer Treatment Centers of America where you're currently treating. Uh, how has that experience been for you? You know, again, just in terms of working through the process of treatment and care. Being here has been breathtaking. <laughs> and when I mean that, when that I feel life, I feel that people are living here. Okay. Whereas in a hospital state, you know, setting, it's a different atmosphere. It's, it feels, I feel that there's people who are thriving here. Okay. Well, good. And, and one of the things certainly that, uh, you know, with my tenure here now going on uh, my 25th year, that has always been the goal is to try to create an environment of, of hopeful uh, and realistic, obviously, uh, uh, thoughts around the process of cancer. Because what I have what I am learning directly now, but what I have learned in supporting cancer patients is that this is not an overnight you know, excursion. This is a journey. It's day by day. It's one step at a time. It's one treatment at a time and being able to experience uh, a sense of, of thriving in an environment that you're working through really is an important element. So I'm so glad to hear that you're feeling that and that's part of, of your overall experience as a whole. Uh, having said that, you had mentioned earlier uh, in the conversation that, you know, family and God was important to you. Let's talk about your spirituality. We don't necessarily have to get into any deep theology of, of a religious practice per se, but what your your spirituality is and does for you. How has your sense of spirituality uh, helped you to work through the mental, emotional, and or physical, you know, journey of being a cancer patient? Um, I believe that God has a purpose for me. Okay. And, and what that purpose is that I'm go I'm going through this for a reason. Okay. And, and, I, and he is in control. My God is in control. Yeah. And I just believe that, um, with his, with his, with his help, I could do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's I, and I also feel that, that I'm not here by myself. Okay. I'm, he's with me. Yes. And he leads me. He directs me. 
you know, so I feel comfortable in that. And it's interesting, you know, um, obviously this show is catered toward a faith audience. And, uh, you know, that's my vocation and my background as a chaplain, as a former pastor and a minister. You know, we, we at some point weave into the discussion of cancer about the potential impact and role of spirituality and faith. And ironically, you know, the way that you articulated that is uh, I'm not really sure how anyone walks a journey of cancer without the belief of God is with me. God is helping me. He's assisting me. And for, for individuals who may be naysayers to that, at the end of the day, there's something to be said of having that belief working in you in the midst of really difficult, potential difficult uh, dynamics of treatment and care. Uh, do you uh, have a, a faith community also that you tap into? Yes. Okay. And so how uh, helpful has, you know, being part of that community of like-minded people been in your journey as well? It has helped me tremendously. I have um, a faith based in, the, in my town that I live in. Okay. And then also in the Chicago area. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, certainly, um, you know, having that type of uh, sur- being surrounded with others uh, also to help encourage and inspire and empower your faith Um I think is vital at the end of the day. And Lord knows, you know, I don't think that any of us would be able to really work very well through any type of challenge without something along those lines. Uh, As you continue to progress down your treatment and care, um, and one of the things that you said earlier that really struck me, but it's not new, I've heard it certainly consistently with cancer patients. Uh, I know that that's also my mantra with my journey is uh, feeling like there's a purpose to this, you know, that this is not just happenstance. This is not just something that is happening in your life. Uh, Do you have any, at this point, and it could still be very early on, any sense of what that purpose might be yet? Or is that still kind of unfolding to you as you're moving along? Well, I... I've come across a lot of people who have cancer okay. and to encourage them to not to give up. Yeah. Cancer can be uncertain, but we can, we can overcome it. Yeah. You know, um, and the thing is don't ne- never give up, Yep. you know, and just keep, keep fighting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. You, you use the expression and I don't know if you're familiar with this particular gentleman. He's a former, um, basketball coach, uh, who had a lot of success. His name is Jim Balvano. And he gave an infamous speech on a certain sports channel uh, that, that focuses on cancer once a year and that sort of thing. And one of his taglines from his speech was, never give up, never give up. And, you know, to hear that, because it, it does become an important mantra for individuals who are working through the battle, because there can be times where you just feel like you want to give up or you're tired that day or you're tired in that moment and that you have to remind yourself or have others help remind and reinforce the fact that, you know, tomorrow potentially can be a better day as, as you fight and push through that. Uh, and it sounds like that you're working through that school of thought. Um, what are some of the things that you are learning or have learned about yourself as a result of now being a cancer patient that maybe you didn't know prior to being a cancer patient? That I could be um, verbal huh. um, and about 
myself. I'm I'm a, I'm a lot open. Okay. I'm open to talking about it now. I don't allow the cancer to defeat me. Yeah. I I talk about it because I think if you don't talk about it, things that things don't happen for you. Okay. You know, um, as far as like someone else may know something about the cancer. Sure. Or may know. Um, um, something that I don't know, sure. you know, so I, I like to talk about what's going on with me and not to keep it to myself. I think people should be able to express how they feel about what's going on, vice versa, you know? Mm. So, um, I just think that we should talk about it. And, and, and do you have any thoughts on why you think people in many cases do not talk about Because they're afraid. Okay. They're, they're afraid of being looked at as a it's like a stigma, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, and that people tend to think, okay, well, you're sick and you're going to die or, and, and that's not the case all the time, sure. you know, um, that you should bring life and when you talk about it, you bring life and you bring inspiration to other people yeah. about what's going on with you and that you're not, a, you're not, you're a fighter, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I am a fighter. Well, it's interesting. I, historically over the years, I have coined the phrase in relationship to the very, uh, dynamic that you're articulating around people not being comfortable in talking about cancer or or their journey with cancer, and I think it's a, it's a it's a wide spectrum. I, I'm I feel confident that that dynamic is shifting and is changing, but still needs to shift more. But I've often called that uh, dynamic trying to lower the wall of silence. That you know the reputation of cancer has created a wall, in many cases can create a wall of silence where people with cancer are not communicating or talking to others. And then people who know of people with cancer stop communicating to people with cancer for a lot of different reasons. And I think that you're right. There can tend to be sometimes a sense of a stigma. Uh, People are not really sure what they should or should not say, or they're uncomfortable saying anything. And at the end of the day, I think my interpretation of what I hear you say for you, one of the things that you learned about yourself is that you could communicate and be open and express and talk about that. And I'm assuming that that's been empowering for you. Yes, it has. Huh. Uh, and and obviously uh, potentially having feedback from others that may be able to share insights that maybe you were not aware of is certainly one exchange of a conversation but on some level, would would it be fair to say that it has been empowering that you have ex- experienced like a freedom yes. to kind of just break through that whole dynamic of I'm not going to hide and I'm not going to, you know, just close the shade and stay in the house. Exactly. Because uh, you, you're allowing it to defeat you. Yeah. When you are able to talk about it, you're free. Yep. You're free of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because we currently live in a day and age culturally and societally, I think it's interesting that many people now are talking about, and I think this particular generation of speaking truth to power, you know, that's kind of a a popular term and phraseology, Uh, of course, with the advent of social media, everybody is speaking their own version of truth to power, whatever that may be. And it is varied and it is loud and it is in your face. But I think that there's something to be said about, and again, even with respect to uh, my own journey, you know, I, I had to, I was very strategic of how and when and where I communicated, but again, being willing to be, to be forthright and to kind of be vulnerable, but it is a very empowering thing that you're not allowing that to kind of like, make you feel uncomfortable or, you know, like 
like you're you're a leper or something like that. Uh, that has really been something that I can tell has because as mm-hmm. soon as you said it, I can mm-hmm. see you you mm-hmm. perk up mm-hmm. that that really has been meaningful for you. Yes. Have uh, are there any particular conversations? And we don't have to go into any great detail with anyone. Maybe one or two people that that were more impactful when you had that conversation with them. For example, I have a dear friend of mine uh, who lives in another city and state. And um, I reached out and told him, you know, what my situation was. And he had a very visceral reaction. And and then we circled back and, and talked and, and he shared, you know, all of the emotions that flooded his being. But what was empowering for me was the fact that we were able to talk about that. And, you know, we're talking about two kind of manly men, you know, so we really kind of unpacked some emotions around oh, man, you don't know, that really impacted me. That, that made me feel a certain way. And, you know, I was able to ask, well, how did that make you feel? Well, why did that make you feel that way? Well, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. That And that, that that was not and had not been our normal type of discourse. We talked about the basketball games and football. But we never talked about that. We didn't dig that deep. Mm-hmm. Um, any maybe one example of maybe a conversation with a particular person, again, we can leave them nameless, that you had to kind of unpack that type of thing where, where it got be, it got underneath the surface and got into some deeper areas? Yes, I, I had a couple of conversations with a couple of people and um, and it allowed that person to be able to talk about their issues. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it made it okay. It was okay to be sick. Yeah. You know, and also um, just bringing it out and talking about it freed that person. Mm. Um, talking about it and... Um, expressing their feelings and and then now that person comes to me with their their questions or yeah. issues or whatever and and don't feel like I'm I'm judging them right right and there's no judgment there so, well yeah. yeah it's interesting you're right because as you say that I'm I'm thinking now in my head uh, that's exactly correct because I think what it really does boil down to is a sense of feeling like you're being judged or you're being measured or you're being put into a certain category. And, and when you, and all of that is, is a type of judgment, quite frankly. And to be able to, to break through that is, is an empowering thing. Yeah. You're because what happens is then it allows that individual who's receiving that, as you stated, then they then take down their defenses and then they unpack some of their stuff or whatever they're thinking about or what they may even be going through. I know I've had several people say to me, would you mind sharing with me what some of your symptoms were? I'm, I'm now curious or I may be concerned. Mm-hmm. And even then further, I've had several men tell me, man, I'm going to get, um, you know, I'm going to go get a scope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was always uncomfortable with that. But having hear you talk about that. So it, it is an empowering mechanism mm-hmm. is the point that I'm trying to make. And I, I certainly don't want to make the show about me as much as experiencing mm-hmm. that type of open dialogue right. and being willing to right. be part of that discussion. We have to understand that we're not perfect. We're all going to go through things, and we need to talk about those things. What's going on with each other that we can't do this by ourselves? We can't live this life by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And if we're able to talk about and communicate it, we can help each other out. Yeah, we, it, yeah, we. It's it's a partnership at the yes. end of the day for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a delight to have you on the show today. I I really only have one other question with the little time that we have left, and I asked all. Uh, my interviews this question and that is what is what gives you hope or what energizes your hope that I know that God has me and and when I hear that 
I guess if it would be fair for me to say the scripture that comes to mind is that that uh, says that, you know, that I will never leave you and that I will never forsake you and that I'll stick closer than a brother. Today, knowing that God has you, is empowering you, and it is keeping you and it is motivating you. Uh, we want to remind anyone that may be listening right now that God has you as well, that he's holding us me and Shireen and you in the hollow of his hands and that uh, potentially the best is still yet to come. Thank you, Shireen, for being so open and being so uh, willing to share your story today. I am grateful for the opportunity to meet you and we're praying that the best is still yet to come for you as well. God bless. Thank you. All right. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Percy. We'll talk with Percy McRae here in just a moment once again. Here's our question of the week. How did the power of speaking about your cancer help you or others? What's been your experience? We'd love to have your response. HealthHopeAndInspiration.com is the website to go to. Click on Connect and type us your response. Well, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. That's a fact. Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. Percy, this is a big part of what you're doing these days to encourage people to get involved with our journey of hope. That is correct. We want to continue to remind everyone that uh, every local church really should uh, have some sort of focus, particularly based upon the statistics that was just quoted by the American Cancer Society, that there is someone sitting inside of a local church right now uh, that is dealing with cancer or soon will be. And the question is, what are we going to do and are we prepared as a local faith community to respond to them appropriately? Well, our journey of hope was designed to answer that call for you free resources and a free uh, virtual online training that will allow anyone from any faith community to be encouraged and enabled to go back to their local church and start a cancer care focused ministry uh, with a plethora of free online resources uh, that will allow you to go forth and begin to declare that you and your local church are willing and ready to stand in the gap with those who are dealing with and fighting cancer. Such a great idea, Percy. I know it's your vision and uh, your baby, so to speak, and and Mm. I love what God is doing through this program. So I really encourage our listeners to get involved. For more information, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the logo for our journey of hope. Shireen Rutherford, our guest just a few moments ago, and it was kind of sad when she said that, you know, the day that she got the news about her cancer, it wasn't possible for her family to be there at that moment. Now, they rallied later and were very supportive, but that was a, a very sad thing. Yeah. And, you know, we we hear from a lot of cancer patients and I always ask the question, where were you on that day and how did you feel when you were told? And in her particular case, she was alone uh, and she did not have access to her family for whatever reason. And that was a tough day for her. And she had to work through that. But, yep, eventually her family was able to surround her and 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 nurture her. Uh, one of the points that she certainly made that I thought was very important is that she says she doesn't know how people actually make it or survive a process of cancer without support from family and friends. It's obvious family is very important to Shireen. You know, there was one thing that she talked about with you, Percy, that my ears perked up because she described the atmosphere of where she was treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. In essence, she said it was a place that was alive. And I thought that was a very insightful comment. 
It, it, it is. And, and, and what I can say to that is uh, I have had patients who have said that, you know, in some cases, uh, they didn't feel like they were in a cold, clinical, sterile hospital environment. It felt friendly it felt full of life and energy thriving and the, is the word yeah, that was used yeah that's exactly correct and that and that the people there were alive and i think that the point that she's trying to make obviously when you talk about cancer and being told that you have it that immediately you think about death and dying it can create certain imagery but yet the environment of her treatment and her clinical care was just the opposite of that and that had to create and invigorate she said it was a breath of fresh air of uh, of just feeling a part of a of an environment that that created that sense and that feeling of of a thriving uh, disposition and attitude and as i said earlier our theme today is lowering the wall of silence and here's a person who learned to open up and to talk more and saw the benefit of her opening up to her own story yeah she she was very candid about the fact that you know she wasn't always the most communicative person and that she was empowered to be able to talk about her cancer very openly and that she understood that the reason why many cancer patients do not necessarily do that because they're afraid of being stigmatized of having a cancer of having a cancer diagnosis and so she wanted to work through that and felt empowered to do so and her exact statement was because at the end of the day I'm a fighter I'm a fighter and so she 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 was empowered to talk uh, about her cancer that helped her, and she said also helped others as she befriended other cancer patients and supporting them. Yeah, never give up. <laughs> Boy, that sounds like something you would say. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. There, there, and I may, I made reference to it. There was a famous collegiate basketball coach who had cancer who made that that catchphrase very popular uh-huh. because. Uh, he stated that at a particular sports award show, never give up, never give up. And that's exactly what she stated. And again, it's the mantra or can be the mantra of cancer patients. And we want cancer patients to have that mantra. At the end of the day, don't give up, continue to fight and continue to believe that potentially tomorrow can be a better day. And that was exactly Shireen's uh, model and her her, her declaration uh, to herself and to others. Yeah. Now, almost without fail, you always ask the same question in concluding these interviews, and that's a good thing. I like when you do this, but you always ask, what gives you hope? And she had an interesting response. She says, I know that God has me. That gives me hope. And it's simple, but yet profound, because ultimately, at the end of the day, when one is facing the giant of their circumstances that may be trying to overwhelm and overpower them, to know very much like David, though I stand in front of the giant, uh, there is one who is bigger, who lives on the inside of me, and who is working on my behalf, and who is holding me in the hollow of his hand, and that is God himself. And so she made that declaration that God has me. And at the end of the day, I can do anything that confronts me. And so again, as she stated, I am a fighter and I am going to continue to fight. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to offer a resource to our listeners. And you've put this together. You know more about this than I do at the crossroads of faith. Why is this important to have? Well, we all will get a turn at the plate, as my mom used to tell me, to swing the bat, uh, uh, using a baseball metaphor. Yeah, I like that, your mom. She's obviously a baseball fan. So Yeah, she is. She <laughs> is. Uh, and, and the point to simply be made is that we all get a, a point in our lives where we, we are facing crossroads, where decisions and choices have to be made, and our faith then uh, 
gets into that uh, process and that we need to understand that when we get to a crossroad of our faith that gets challenged or it may even appear to be uh, weakened, that we have some choices and decisions to make with regard to understanding that the faith our faith is really nothing more than the faith of God that is already in us. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that we have been given the measure of faith. So uh, when we understand the prolific uh, principle there, that when our faith, which is the faith of God, is challenged and at a crossroad, we can choose to rely upon and lean on the faith of God working in us and around us and for us, and that we can choose to go in the direction of our faith. This will be very helpful to have, and you can print this out right now at our website, At the Crossroads of Faith. Look for this resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're at the website, why don't you do a second thing, and that is answer our question of the week. How did the power of speaking about your cancer help you or others? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect, and answer the question. Be so kind as to do that, and who knows, maybe we'll share your response on a future program. Well, Percy, as we wrap up, we always receive encouragement and sometimes a challenge, a little kick in the pants from God's Mm. Word, don't we? So share that scripture with us again, if you would. Well, with that being said, here comes the foot. (laughs) So uh, our spiritual nugget is found in 2 Corinthians. Uh, We started with this scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 12, and then we will drop down and read verse 17. Therefore, since we have such hope, We use great boldness of speech. Sharin helped us to understand that because of the faith of God in her that produced the hope of God in her, she was able to open up and begin to speak boldly and talk about her cancer process openly. So therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Shireen found her freedom or her liberty to speak boldly because of the hope of God that was living in her to talk about her cancer and to speak to other cancer patients, which is allowing her to continue to be a fighter and to exude a fighting spirit. And so today we want to remind each and every one of you where the spirit of the Lord is, you are free. You are free to speak and to declare what God has said to you, uh, for you, and about you. And therefore, allow the words of your mouth to utilize the power of the spoken word of God's precious promises in your life because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Percy, thanks for fighting with and for us. We appreciate you a whole lot. Hallelujah. God bless. With that being said, until the next time, remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. Have a great day and be blessed. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And this has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person. 
body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.